Welcome to my podcast. It's called The Voice Up, a podcast about absolutely nothing. Jerry Seinfeld should be proud, very proud. Now, to start off, most of you do not know who I am. Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lace, aka Lace Face, aka the princess is a frog. And I wart you bitches off. Okay. So, I would not like to say I'm a comedian because I don't get on stage and do stand-up comedy. It is not my will, passion, or want to put any time towards putting a pen to paper to write out a set for people. And I don't even like people that much, you know, but I am a defender of the trampled over, the meek, the mild, and motherfuckers who mind their business. Which is mostly not America. Okay. In this age and time, it's just not. It's kind of like uh, invasion of privacy. There's always someone in your business. Whether you like to know it or you wish you didn't know it. But there is. Someone knows. Someone knows what you did last summer. Someone knows what you did two days ago. Someone knows what porn you watch on your browser. Someone knows your last purchase. Someone knows. And it's not my place to stick my nose So on this podcast We are going to talk about Anything and everything That just comes to my mind Scatterbrained mind nonetheless But still my mind Now, you know, we just left 2018 Where she sits, you know Let her have her little heyday We have a lot of history to come out of that year As 2017 As of all the 2000 years before that But uh, I'd like to say That gas is cheap. I filled up my gas guzzler vehicle for $26.71. You know what kind of trouble I could get into with gas only being $26.71 to fill up my tank? Which what? I don't even remember the last time it was that low. Like, I'm kind of worried. Like, did our overlord and chief, like, sign a deal to the aliens and half of us are going to get eaten? The aliens are going to come down and be like, me. My dude, is that I got five hundred? But ding 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 ding. Yeah, I think it is. But ding 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 ding. Hey, am I in a Jordan Peele movie? Oh shit! Oh Lord Jesus, it's an invasion. I'm sure they wouldn't want them most to eat any of y'all anyway. Y'all probably are flea bag, rotten, infested. Dust bags. I know I wouldn't want to eat most of y'all. Hmm. Eh, bad deal. That's some savage ass shit to say, but it's some savage ass truth also. Speaking of savages, 21 Savage dropped his latest project, I Am is Greater Than I Was. Can we get a round of applause? Can we get a round of applause for 21 Savage? That's some fire shit to do and to say that you are better than you were yesterday. Because cue it. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. Much better. In the gospel street terminology of Zone 6 Atlanta. Oh, yes. 
If you haven't got a chance to listen to 21 Savage's new project, I Am Is Greater Than I Was, you are missing out. You're missing out. I like 21 Savage as an artist. Personally, I love his growth. I love everything about him as far as him being an artist outside of the actual artist teaching a financial literacy program to inner city black youth and stuff like he's really glowing up in a major way that I like to see out of a quote unquote marketed ignorance hip-hop artist. He's doing his thug dizzle and I'm proud. I am so proud you know what I'm saying because it's not many times that you get to see that and see someone trying to make a change in the spotlight even though niggas would still be nigging and I got around to the project it was a listen through I could listen to the whole project though however there were like five songs that just stuck to me and I was like I've been having them on repeat like more and more and the more I listen to some of them I'm like "Mm, I'm getting ideas I'm getting ideas like multi-million dollar ideas someone needs to run me a check for these artists because this is some dope things that can happen somebody's probably already thinking of my idea already I just pray that I'm able to have some kind of input and say so in it you know what I'm saying because this would be dope for the culture because what are we not culture vultures but culture ulcers we make y'all sick with the culture you're me you sticking me right there all up and down now out of the album I'd like to point out this song the first song on the track is a lot Featuring J. Cole. Now, J. Cole and I have a rocky, you know, a rocky, rocky hip hop listening relationship. You know, when he first came out, you know, some years ago, I'm not going to tell my age because I don't look my age, but I'm not going to tell my age. Mixtape season J. Cole. I I, I, I like his mixtape season J. Cole. And then he came out with work out for me, work out, we got a good day. Don't know if I'm going to see you again. And I mean, it was, it was a club banger. He did what he had to do. And now he's back to J. Cole, J. Cole. I think my favorite j cole album was probably born sinner but then again you know everybody like forest hills but i'm a, i'm a more of a born i'm more of a born born sinner more of a born sinner j cole fan but we're not gonna we're not here to talk about j cole we're here to talk about 21 savage and in the features is you know i, I don't know how to word this properly to not sound rude but like you know, the production was dope as fuck. I'm more than sure Metro Boomin was on it. There was a lot of samples, a lot of samples from 3-6 Mafia. And you know, I'm from the South. I'm from the South. I might not sound like I'm necessarily directly from New Orleans, but I am from the suburban area of New Orleans. Well, not really suburban either. I don't want to give myself that much credit. I'm from the country hood suburban area of, you know, Orleans Parish. And that's Algiers. Like, you from the West Bank? Shut the fuck up and mind your business. I'm from New Orleans. I pay the taxes. And I, I, I feel a lot of these songs and they have all my friends featuring Post Malone dude I really feel as though 21 Savage and Post Malone should do a joint album together I said this here first I said it here first 21 Savage (laughs) and Post Malone should do a joint album and I promise you it's gonna go to number one and I promise you y'all are gonna call me because y'all are gonna put me in the music video of whatever is gonna be the hit song because it was my idea you're welcome whoever y'all are signed to okay then there's ball without you I got in my feelings for a second when I heard this song I, I you know I just I just I just think back to the times that I lost friends and I lost people I gave a damn about and I'm thinking about 
how this how this light is moving in my light. This podcast is moving in my life, and how I'm gonna have to ball without y'all courtside sugar because they just what is rolling. You know, and, and it's really cool to get a hip-hop track that's emotional. That'll evoke some stuff out you. Like, you remember Outkast. Y'all remember Outkast. Don't act like y'all don't remember Outkast. I don't know the age group that's listening. It is kind of don't care. But if you fake know anything, you know about, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make it all a cry. That's a trillion times. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. And that's really dope to get that out of a hip-hop artist. There's also Monster. Lyrically, that song is cool as hell to mirror image of what these artists go through in their lives. And I think that's cool because, I mean, imagine most of us are regular, regular ass people with regular, regular ass jobs or no job at all, you know, <laughs> depending on how you are. Get it how you live. She's in America. I told you. And it just goes to show you that it's humans. Money, power, and fame are things that we crave, whether you want to admit it or not, but it's there, and people want it until they get it, and then it's a whole horse of a different color trying to hold on to it, but that'll be a horse of another conversation as podcasts come and podcasts go. Then there's also letter to my mama. I mean, I felt that. I was like, oh, because I have a sibling that got into some stuff. And I think if my brother was in the same position, you know what I'm saying? He'd probably say the same thing. I don't know. But it's relatable to a lot of dudes that have been in some pickles. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't made it out. And they able to tell their mama, thank you. I love you. I know it was hard-headed. You know what I'm saying? I know I put you through the ringer, you hear me? I know you went to school and my teacher told me I was pissing in the hallway. And I lied and said I wasn't pissing in the hallway. Then you started pitching and I was pissing in the hallway and then I made you look stupid, but you still love me because you're my mama. And then that's what I'm talking about. And on the um on a laced up, on a laced up, on a laced up, placed up scale, as far as music goes, out of tree stars, because everything is tree around me. I like to move in a number of tree. Out of tree stars, I give this album two and a half stars, which is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? You had the city girls featured on it. It was a listen through. I got a, I got some club bangers. You know what I'm saying? I got the difference with, 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 with Posty Malone on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit of everything. There's songs that could really go crossover. And I like to say, I'm proud of you, homie. I liked it. I really, I really liked it. I, I really like that I have the decision to listen to hip hop music. And when I pick the hip hop album that I do listen to, it's really good. And that really says a lot for production and the artist to sit there and write an album that's listening to through a bull like that. that that's, that's, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Speaking of having choices, next on Netflix, there are so many buzzers going around, things going on, things people like, oh my God, you got to watch this. Oh, you got you to gotta watch this one. Oh my God, you got to watch that one. Oh my God, you have to. Okay, so I'd like to bandersnatch. Bandersnatch this whole topic going on right now. Are we going to, beam A, click to the right if you want to pick that we talk about snatch Snander snatch. Click to the click to the left if you want to hear about Banda Snitch. Click to the right if you want to hear about Bird Box. Now I don't care what birds you may have in and or on your box. 
But we're talking about Bandersnatch, okay? Let me tell you. I, I like the idea that it's psychological, weird, and crazy. Y'all know. Anybody who's, like, is an avid Netflix watcher or just, like, show watcher and stuff. Because I don't really watch shows, but the shows that I watch, I watch and I love. Like, Game of Thrones is coming back. Oh, my God. Can't wait to flap my gums with that. But that is at another late on the lace up. Y'all gonna listen to this show, goddammit. Okay. So, Bandersnatch is, like, you know, Black Mirror in general is a show that kind of like makes humans face what technology is and where it's going and what it is and already has evolved to in our lives showing a black mirror which is us that's not really us within the sphere of being i know some of y'all may not have got that because it sounded like it took a while for me to work that out too okay but you know what i'm saying if you're psychologically there but a lot of people aren't and that's okay if you don't understand it right now hopefully you will understand it later but this particular short film I'm gonna call it a short film interactive film you know it's kind of trend setting when it comes to films you get to pick your own free will and your own destiny it's kind of like what this is some dope ass shit like it's it's an interactive film so imagine if this was like virtual reality or some shit this is what we're getting to though so cool your young man stefan okay stefan is like might be like in the 19 can't be no older than 20 it's like he got an opportunity to do a game at the same gaming company note this is in the early 80s at the same company gaming company that all of the hot games at this point in time were coming out no like a lot of these game consoles were still new and stuff so it was a whole new technology and a whole new thing that's being introduced into like the mainstream world out in i don't want to say london because it might not have been london i don't remember reading that but i know it was somewhere in england that this was going on and it was cool you know he got an opportunity to go to the gaming place that like makes all the games and he got to meet like the star game creator programmer whatever you want to call it of the company named Colin Colin was like the rock star of the company Colin had all the games Colin was the superstar Colin was the man around there and they had just moved into this build but big building and they were trying to expand <laughs> and the manager you know anybody who manages anything or our owner or something in a big shot you know there's suits they're not the creatives they're the suits you know i'm about to tell you how you have to delegate this because i really don't give a fuck about your game i give I, I give a fuck about the money that's going to come behind the game and we need to have this out by this time so we can make you know money talks you know creativity creativity sets inertia to the business side of anything okay just to put nicely so moving on (laughs) with bandersnatch you're given options you're given multiple options throughout it and one of the options where you keep getting able to go back and see if it's going to work out a different way one of the first immediate ones is like after he gets you know messed up he gets zero stars about a reviewer you know there's the who's who there's like blog sites and stuff like that but you know we didn't really have the blogs in the 80s like we i was born in 89 okay so yeah uh but like the early 80s like that it is they didn't have instagram we didn't have twitter we didn't have facebook we didn't have any of that we had a tv and a phone like and not even a cell phone very few people had the cell phone the big bulky ass cell phones but it was like dude 
it was a TV. The TV was the main way of communicating and getting through with people. So these games were still at that same incubation state too. So it's a whole different watch of a different color because the creatives are freaking crazy. Okay, Colin is crazy. Stefan is crazy. Stefan has a lot going on due to the loss of his mother, and he doesn't seem like he likes his dad too much. I mean, I don't want to be that kind of person that says that's that type of problem, but normally that's that type of problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he does. He has daddy issues. So we really don't understand why he has daddy issues until we get to the point where he goes and he sits down with his psychiatrist. Now, this psychiatrist is a, is a suspicious looking, you know, nice looking white lady with a black hair. And she looks like she's comforting, but she also looks weird. Not only comforting, like this bitch might be knowing something about me that I don't know about me. You know what I'm saying? One of the people like, oh, is she on? Somebody's watching me. And no, Stefan said that while he was talking to her. Now comes around he makes also makes a choice you know out of Colin he was like you know like yeah I want all the help on the game y'all can give me help on the game this is depending on what you choose not the way this is what I choose yeah you can give me help on the game yeah you know I'll let the company take it I'm excited like yay this is my opportunity to be able to like work with a company that's gonna push out this game and this game is gonna be my idea so after he like made the decision that he was gonna let the company help him with his game, Colin tapped him on his shoulder before he was walking out. It was like bad idea. So time went by. The game was done. It was Christmas time. Stefan was sitting at in the living room with his dad, and they were watching the TV, which was the main source of information. Now, with the main source of information the newscaster or personality that's up at night giving reviews about the game was like, you know, the graphics kind of aren't there. You know, it's a very one-dimensional game. There's not too much going on. It looks like somebody rushed it. I'm only giving it zero stars. Now, if you work on something and you have this idea in your head that you want to get this out, you want to get this done, and this has to be done, and somebody crushes your dreams and your hard work and your aspirations of everything that you ever wanted to get done by telling you your game is zero stars out of five, five, that's fighting words. That that that's what that is devastating. That is that is that is enough to drive someone over the edge. For real. You telling me I didn't love this, I didn't I didn't got to the opportunity to be able to do this, I didn't made it this far. You be to tell me, oh my oh, work ain't then you don't like it, my nigga. After I got somebody to put my money up in it, you know what I'm saying? And I made the game and you gonna tell me you don't like it. You're gonna tell the whole world. That's what makes it even worse. You're gonna tell the whole world that you give it zero stars. Gee, you could have at least gave me one star. To, you know, to save an ounce of my dignity, my G, zero stars. What kind of earth-shattering evil shit is that? That horrible, terrible. God. So, Stefan gets up. He walks off, ass hurt, but not too ass hurt, because he turns around and looks at his dad and says, "I'm gonna try again." So, boom. Stefan wakes up again at 8.30, like he did. His whole day goes. His whole day goes. Everything that we just talked about goes, goes. And then we get to the point. We get to the point again when he's sitting at the office with the manager or owner or whatever the hell Big Rick money is. And they ask him if he would like them to help him create the game. 
before Christmas. And this time, he also has a choice. He can accept. Or he can say, no thank you. So this time, with all this knowledge that he seems that he knew from the last time that he woke up this time, he remembered all of this. And Colin seemed to remember all of this. And he said, no. I'm going to do this alone. I'm going to be a warm wolf. I'm going to work on this myself. So Colin shrugs and gives the okay, but not only does Colin shrug and give the okay, he actually throws a book at Stefan, which is the autobiography of J.F. Davies, who is the author of the book Bandersnatch that he is so obsessed with. So Colin decided to do the big boy thing, which is, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work on this program and it's going to be dope because it's going to be the way that I want it to be. So... Things get closer, time gets short. He realizes that he's running out of time and his program isn't working the way he wants to. So he gets frustrated. His dad comes in, bothers him. What's wrong, son? Blah, 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 blah. Let's get out for tea. We're growing up for tea. Then Stefan has a shit fin. He's like, no, dad, fuck you. And then we're back at square one. And square one is Christmas Eve, where Stefan and his dad are watching TV and the reviewers are giving a review on his brand new game bandersnatch this time he got two and a half stars instead of zero stars so it's a step forward but still a step to trash nonetheless in the same predicament as the last time he went back he turned around and he looked at his dad and he says i'm gonna try again now, I can go on and on talking about this story, but it's going to get very, very redundant and very weird just by me talking about it. So I'm going to give you one more spoiler just to be a bitch, and then I'm going to go, okay? On his way to lunch with his dad, Stefan realizes that he sees Colin walking out of the same bookstore that he was walking out of. He has the option to follow Colin or the option to ignore it and just keep forward and move with his dad. We're going to say, and for instance, in this case, that he decided to follow Colin. As he decides to follow Colin, he realized that Colin isn't just some young rock star. Colin has an old lady. Colin has a brand new baby. And Colin knows something that Stefan doesn't know. So they do some yeah, like yeah, yeah, like yeah, which are drugs. And they both go and trip out. Now Stefan isn't used to tripping out. And as Stefan trips out, he comes to the realization that he is living in his own game. Just as Colin is living in his own also. I think y'all really need to watch it. Because each time you watch it and you're giving an opportunity or a choice, you get to pick what's going to happen until it gets to the end. And when you get to the end, it's still going to not necessarily leave you comfortable or believe you in an appointment like, uh... You know, each time you watch it, you find something new. You find something good. And I give this... On the lace tater scale, three stars. One, because I like weird shit. Two, because it's psychologically relevant. And it seems like every time I watch this, I'm starting to catch something that I didn't catch the first time. Or I may have clicked it in a different sequence. I didn't write the sequence down. I clicked it. I'm just letting y'all be real. But there's different ways. The different ways the story pans out is really, really dope. Really dope. So I give it three stars. I give it three stars on the next on Netflix, you know, queue. We're going to call it the queue. The next on Netflix queue. It's a go. It's definitely a go. It's a go. It's a go. It's a go. It's a go. Speaking of go, there's a lot going on with um, our favorite. He may not be some of y'all favorite, but he's our favorite. He's like the prince of 
the prince of hip hop right now. I don't want to say king. He's like a prince. Okay. So I, I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to know what's really going on. <laughs> and Drake say it right now. Okay. I'm not like a crazy stupid fan, but I am a supporter of the vision. You heard me. But dude, you got all this stuff going around you. You got the whole world yapping at you. Like you have the patience of Job, my G. You got people coming at you left and right and stuff about you in the media and you are keeping so silent right now. Like it is it's good because you're a person who's doing what you're supposed to do by keeping silent and keeping quiet and minding their business in situations where things go haywire. And like that takes strength. But I would really, really, really like to be a fly on the wall and hear how homeboy is talking behind closed doors. <laughs> ah, cause I don't I don't I don't personally. I don't personally. I would probably if I was a human being <laughs> like in that position, I'd probably try to stay off social media too. Cause this seems like it seems like a back and forth, like it seems like a show for us. Like why would I want a show for why would I have want a personal life show for other people like out there? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know, that's weird. It's weird business, man. It's weird business. So you have all of this happening to you. You have people draining your business and shit and you just supposed to keep quiet and internalize that and never talk about that shit man fuck that shit like solid solid that that's why i like cardi <laughs> cardi go mouth off out of my cardi cardi go mouth off cardi gonna tell you what it is bitch i ain't about to sit up here and flip with your stupid ass bitch Cardi works at a strip club. Cardi not about that shit with y'all celebrities. That makes that shit funny. That's why too many quote unquote real people don't stay around or they learn how to keep their mouth shut. Cause I bet you any money Beyonce a real one too. <laughs> I was on YouTube because you know you get caught on YouTube and you get sent down a rabbit hole. Okay, and when you get sent down a rabbit hole. You end up running into videos and shit. And it was for some, I don't know how it popped up. It was like an old interview with Beyonce. And I think she was like 16 or 17 years old. It was at the beginning of her interview. Oh, girl was quick with the news reporters and the media and shit. Oh, girl wasn't having it. She was like, yeah, I need to let y'all know who I am for sales purposes. But I really don't want to talk to you. And please get out of my face. I don't want you to know about my personal business. My business is my business and it's none of your business. Okay. So we're going to talk about this project that I'm dropping and y'all gonna get out my face <laughs> yep get up out my face and i mean if i had that much money and that much fame and that much power i probably won't do the same thing too because nobody needs to know your business unless your business gets put out and then you spin that into a uh, diamond slate lemonade such a smart woman beyonce is such a smart bitch that's no disrespect when I say a smart bitch. Me, I say you are a smart bitch. But back to the topic of this discussion, which is Aubrey Graham, aka Drake, aka Champagne Poppy, aka it, it, could y'all could you like do a sit down with somebody? I don't care who that somebody is. Like I know you did the one with LeBron and shit. You know what I'm saying? And you talked about your son and shit like that. But it's like. I don't know. Could you creatively come up with a project to tell us about this? You know what I'm saying? Some kind of visual to kind of let us know subliminally what's really going on with this shit. Because this shit is crazy. And there's a lot of money to be made off of this, my G. Like, Drake, we want to know how you're really feeling right now. Like, for real. Like, we want to know. I want to know. I know a lot of other people want to know. We want to know. Okay. Because uh, this shit seems to be a hip-hop media shitstorm. 
And this isn't hate towards Kanye. I can never really fully hate Kanye because of his political, you know, reasonings or how he's been acting out in public lately. That's just who Kanye is. I don't like the Democrats or the Republicans, so I really don't care about that. What I do care about is when I look at old Breakfast Club interviews like in 2013 and you're speaking so highly of Drake and now y'all beefed out and this only seems like a one-sided argument. Like you're really fighting with air. You're fighting with nothing, my G. What? Just like I don't know Drake. I like Drake music. But at the end of the day, <laughs> with all of this foolishness, people are going to people. These aren't gods. These are normal human beings, just like me and you. <laughs> we beef out. Shit happened. You know what I'm saying? You realize you just can't beat rouse up people no more. You see what I'm saying? It's all a part of life and it's all a part of growth. It's just that, you know, in that lifestyle, it's a little bit more treachery than others. <laughs> This is nothing personal to anybody. I mean, this is all walks of that shit. <laughs> Come on, my G. Cardi B really threw a shoe at Nikki at a fashion event. Fashion week. <laughs> ah! Son. Cardi. Cardi B is really an icon. Like, for real. Cardi should go down as big as Rick James. Like, on some shit. For real. Like, they really need t-shirts. <laughs> With Cardi B face off. <laughs> uh, Cardi for president. And you know why people like Cardi? Because Cardi is so fucking authentic. Cardi, Cardi, Cardi is Cardi. And, like, it's crazy because she made a post on Instagram not too long ago. She had the blue hair and they had a little song coming on called, like, Stick It In My Butt or some shit. And it was funny because, you know, now she's, like... A superstar, like, megastar. So, Cardi been saying wild ass shit since I followed this whole years ago. <laughs> you hear me? So, it's like, now that she has all these followers, they made her tone it down a lot. So, when people be like, it's, just, it's a bit much. A bit much. Bitch, what? Cardi playing for them checks right now. She just told y'all all she really needed the money. Like, <laughs> bruh, you get put in that position, dog. Like... <laughs> Cardi gonna say how she feel, do what she want. She gonna stack as much money as she could. And she gonna get the hell out of this shit. Mark my words. Mark my motherfucking words. <laughs> um, Cardi is a real one. And we like to, since, since you're, you Drake, you keep your personal life like that. We need a lemonade. We need a lemonade. We need a creative lemonade out of you. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see what I'm saying? We need one of them. Cause we need to know what, the fuck is really going on nosy style now for this week in america no i said america not america but america this week in america in oklahoma city a man fires shots at taco bell employees for forgetting his sauce you mean to tell me your raggedy dusty ass at 1 a.m. decided to go to Taco Bell and pick with them people behind some sauce that they accidentally forgot? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Betcha's ass was in a pickup truck. Anyway, the report reads that it was around 1 a.m. at a Monday. He pulled up and started yelling at the employees. Then he pulled out a semi-automatic handgun through the drive-thru window and fired shots at the employees, who then ran to the back of the store and locked themselves in the bathroom. The employees said they could hear him banging around the store, but weren't sure exactly what he was doing in there. Trying to work.
work. They probably didn't even want to be there at one o'clock in the morning dealing with your ass. And you want to come shoot at them, my G? My what? Why were there windows though? How did you? My, the, the, my one question is that I thought doors locked at fast food restaurants after a certain time. Like, whoop. No, things getting a little crazy. We're gonna lock this door, and you just come to like my G. Did he like get out of his car and like climb through the drive-through window? Did you really? Did you did you literally get out of your car, jump through the drive-through window to get in there to scurry around for some fucking sauce? You deserve to be in a mental. You you just you deserve to be locked in a mental asylum for the rest of your life. Seriously, you could have cussed at him. After cussing at them, you could have got your, you know, got them to get your sauce because they're going to cuss you out. They're going to act all bad and be like, they're not going to say nothing. They're just going to have an attitude and be cussing you out in their brain and wait till after you leave. But they would have gave you goddamn sauce. You ain't had to get out pointing your, pointing your pistol at them people. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Americans right now? What's automatically what's wrong with you? You get mad, you get mad over shit. Some bitch pissed them off. Something happened, and you want to take it out on the Taco Bell employees. All because you got some rancid pussy and no pussy at all. Come on. You got to do better than that, man. Fuck. Gucci, they didn't found a new planet for you and Keisha KR. Brrr. It's an icy love planet right outside of Pluto. Four billion miles from Earth. Scientists wanted New Horizons observing Ultima Theo during the encounter, not phoning home. So they had to wait until late morning before learning whether the spacecraft survived. With New Horizons on autopilot, mission control was empty at Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory in Laurel, Maryland. Instead, hundreds of team members and their guests gathered nearby on campus for back-to-back countdowns. The crowd ushered in at 1219 how the fuck did i get that oh my god basically roundabout they got to see because this is this is a lot to read i just cannot i know y'all don't care about stars that much just know they didn't got past pluto so that means they're working on the next galaxy get ready okay next story chris brown and some bullshit when it comes to the laws like why can't they leave that man alone like for real he just trying to live his life and raise his little daughter and be a normal 29 year old that just happens to be rich like come on bruh well moving forward from that situation chris brown is in trouble yet again with lapd authorities Yes, Los Angeles police. Los Angeles is in the state of California. And Los Angeles has a, a, a law, a rule, some kind of decree that you can't own certain exotic pets in the city without a permit. And Chris Brown just happens to have a catch attention. You know, normal people can't say that name. You see, we have a Caspusian, but I'm going to say monkey. Okay, so he owns this monkey. And earlier on, I think last year or something, you know, they had a picture of his daughter. They had a picture of his daughter holding the monkey and he posted it on Instagram. And then the LAPD, not minding their own business, like most Americans, took it upon themselves to take his, you know, to come, come take the monkey and say, you can't have this. You posted on Instagram. Now, if any other person would have had a monkey, they would have just turned a blind eye to it. But it's Chris Brown. He can't have the monkey. Plus, he's in the spotlight, so he should know better. But you know what I'm saying? They had to do that to that man, though. So, boom. They said it with some papers. They were like, okay, we're filing two charges against you. Probably child endangerment because the monkey wasn't supposed to be with him. And for the monkey, you know, they dump shit. They pile shit on. So, 
he tried to respond with that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Boy, that ain't my monkey. But the authorities feel to believe that that is his monkey. So what that means is that the monkey probably shows some kind of physical attachment. Like, you know, I love you. You're my dad. You're pretending like you don't want me because I know you really don't want anything to happen to me. But I know you're true to love me. That's how the monkey probably feels. But, you know, it's it just, you know, sad timing. He already got stuff on his record. So now they're trying to send this man to jail. They're trying to send this man to jail behind on it monkey and personally i feel don't we have bigger fish to fry america like for real like i put this on the video the entire america is a zoo right now and you are worried about a man that has a monkey as long as the monkey is not attacking anybody as long as the monkey is not throwing shit on people as long as the monkey has its shots i don't see what the problem is because there are normal human beings that do everything i just said that the monkey should not do so if he keeps it as a pet, I don't see the problem. But then again, I have no say-so in this because this is America. Look what I'm whipping up, in the words of Donald Glover. So to conclude my first podcast, um, God is good. Gas is cheap. 21 Savage got a good album. That Bandersnatch is a bewilder what the fuck, but it's still dope nonetheless. Um, Drake, we really need a creative project to uh, roundaboutly tell us what's going on, a.k.a. Uh, the Champagne Lemonade outside of Pluto. Um, we have no patience for food from the border, clearly, when you're shooting at Taco Bell employees at 1 a.m. in the morning because they forgot your sauce. And it is illegal to deal in any monkey business in California. Coming to you every Thursday. I tell season one is over. Catch you on the flip side, boys. <laughs> Just stay tuned into the next episode.